Have you ever thought about all the ways you could die? We have. Grab a drink that's good enough to die for. And let's get gruesome. Welcome to Drinks with Death. Hi, Erin. Hey, Wel- Lovin. Welcome back. Thanks, thanks. Not really ready to be back, but here I am. <laughs> I know you. Uh, you pulled a Ted Cruz and hightailed it out of Texas for uh, our I third did. ice storm in a row. I did. I felt terrible, but then I no, was like, didn't. "No, I don't. I don't feel terrible. I feel like this is fine. I'd rather be on this warm beach." <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, luckily it was a short-lived uh, cold snap, so we're yeah, back. Yeah, it to... wasn't the uh, snowmageddon of 2021. So Texas. No. Uh, but Texas lost a lot of trees, and that oh, was yeah. really sad. Yeah, it was strange coming home and seeing them just piled up along the, you know, all all uh, piled up for the crews to come get them, all neatly organized on everyone's um, mm. yards and their own front yards, and just how many trees everyone lost. It was just crazy. Uh, so yes, sad. It so really sad. is. I posted a couple pictures in our um, on the social meds about some of the big trees. It's so mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, it really is sad. All right. All right. Anyway, well, tell, us, tell us what we're doing. Moving this on. Drink smells delicious. I'm excited. Yes. So, uh, as we are recording this, it is the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah, it is. Love so is in the air. I thought I'd do something uh, with a little bit of a Valentine's Day theme. I'm, I feel like you're going to guess it by my drink. I mean, I think I might, but I still, you should still tell me maybe. Okay. Maybe I'll guess if you want. Whatever you want to do. We're doing Death by Chocolate. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Valentine's Day, so we're drinking a chocolate martini. Yeah, we are. I mean, yeah. I haven't yet, but I'm ready to. Oh, it smells delicious. <laughs> it I smells think I'm so going to love yet. it. I know, me too. I got this chocolate martini recipe from John Cannell of Preppy Kitchen, and the recipe is for two martinis. I did not make a double for this one. I did not either. Okay, but the recipe calls for four ounces of Bailey's Irish Cream, four ounces of chocolate liqueur, eight ounces of vodka, and uh, three tablespoons of chocolate syrup or ganache. And you're going to use this chocolate syrup to drizzle on the inside of a martini glass. And you can um, add chocolate syrup to a shallow plate and coat the rim of the glass too, just for some extra chocolate love. And then you add the Baileys, the chocolate liqueur, and the vodka into a shaker with ice and shake it thoroughly. Strain into a prepared glass. And, you know, if you want some shavings, you can add that to it. But it uh, is smells like a sweet chocolate deliciousness. You ready? This is what mine looks like. Oh, I didn't do this chocolate. Oh, I just did. This, this looks so pretty. Yours does yeah. look pretty. Okay, I let's cheated. drink it. I'm All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Mm. Oh, wow. That's, That's delicious. Good. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's like an adult milkshake. So delicious. I was just gonna say that. Mm. It's like a milkshake. Not as not as frothy, but oh so good. Like but it has that bite of alcohol to it, which is I'm not a sweets person, so that cuts Mm -hmm. the sweetness. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Oh, Lovin, thanks for bringing a good drink finally. (laughs) We have it's been a little while since we've had a good drink. You are correct. 
<laughs> Wait, I might have to make this on Valentine's Day. Yes, 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 yes. Force Johan to drink a chocolate martini with me. Okay, well, I'm equally as excited about death by chocolate. Like, what? How does this even happen? Okay, tell us everything we need to know. Well, that's a great question. Because can <laughs> one really die by chocolate? It seems like it would be a pretty cruel world if it was possible. The answer is yes, technically a human can die by chocolate. Oh, technically. So I'm going to give you a little science lesson. The cocoa bean contains a substance called theobromine, which is a plant alkaloid, and it has a slightly bitter taste. In the human body, theobromine acts as a mild stimulant, similar to coffee or caffeine, excuse me. Theobromine is also a vasodilator, meaning it can open your blood vessels and cause your blood pressure to drop. And it acts as a diuretic, so you'll feel the urge to urinate more often. And according to National Institute of Health's Toxicology Data Network, theobromine also crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it allows uh, that allows certain uh, substances into the brain, which suggests that it might share caffeine's beneficial effects on mood. So sometimes maybe you've heard mm. people say that they'll, um, you know, that there's caffeine in chocolate or it'll keep you up at night. I've also heard that uh, chocolate can trigger migraines because it has some of these same effects as caffeine. Mm-hmm. Now, Interesting. At, at high enough levels, theobromine can actually be toxic to humans. Now, you may have also heard that it's you shouldn't give dogs chocolate. It's mm-hmm. because it is toxic to dogs at a much lower level than it is to humans. So oh, really? Yes. So so that is why they say do not give chocolate to dogs. Now, I think if your dog eats one chocolate chip, you're going to be fine, depending on the size of the dog, of course. Um, but it's it's lower levels for dogs than humans. Oh, I always thought that it was that they always said that it was because some dogs are allergic to chocolate. And since you don't know whether your dog's allergic to chocolate, you shouldn't give your dog chocolate. But oh, that's much that makes a lot more sense. I feel like I was always suspicious of that story about dogs and allergies and chocolate. <laughs> Now you know. Now I know. Okay. All right. It can be toxic. Yeah. So the combination of theobromine's vasodilation abilities, diuretic effects, and gastrointestinal upset means Mm. that in very high amounts, theobromine can cause rapid heart rate, loss of appetite, sweating, trembling, and severe headache. Wow. And because of the effects on the cardiovascular system. Sounds so scary. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Um, which, uh, so because of the effects on the cardiovascular system, which include a drop in blood pressure and increased heart rate, too much can be fatal. Now, if you are experiencing these symptoms, chances are you are not going to ingest any more chocolate. If you have eaten <laughs> enough chocolate to feel any of these, I would think you're just gonna take a knee and be done unless unless you were thinking that chocolate was going to solve all of your problems and that's why you sat down with like two or three boxes of chocolate and you just doubled down on the idea of it's still going to make me feel better (laughs) possible even if you're sweating and trembling and have a headache and (laughs) rapid heart rate okay maybe really gonna keep shoveling the chocolate in your mouth i would hope not (laughs) if you want to know just how much chocolate you have to consume to be fatal, you would have to eat 7,084 Hershey's Kisses or 711 Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bars. Wow. Seven, I feel 7,000, almost 8,000 Hershey Kisses. 
Yeah. That's why I feel confident that you are going to either just get tired of eating chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Your jaw is going to be sore before you can uh-huh. finish 8,000 chocolates. <laughs> exactly. Or you're going to have a horrible stomach ache. <laughs> wow. That is a, that is a really, really fair amount of chocolate. <laughs> it is a lot. Yes, it is. It's a lot. It's quite a lot. <laughs> So, you know, just be careful when you're giving your loved chocolates this year. Make sure there's not 7,000 Hershey's Kisses in there. <laughs> okay, the first story of a recorded death by chocolate happened in the 1600s in Central America. And there was a uh, – chocolate was kind of a new trend. And oh. chocolate chocolaterias were making a chocolate drink with ground-up cocoa, and mm. they sweetened it with some sugar. I could not find how they made a drink out of this, if they just added it to water, if they added it to milk. It didn't really say, but somehow they made a drink out of it. And so people were going crazy with this chocolate drink. And this was going to be for some of the the – more elite, uh, well-to-do because chocolate was expensive back then. But at the time, it became so popular that a local bishop actually banned his congregants from drinking the chocolate drink during church services. <laughs> I guess, I, got- I mean, I, I can't imagine the story, the, the visualization and and, and the, the way this story comes out is like people were just like drunk on chocolate milk. Just go everywhere drinking it. I can't Drunk imagine that would be milk. such. Why? Yeah, they were happy. Like they were so I, I don't happy. Know. Why drinking this chocolate drink during service was so disruptive? disruptive or yeah. he just thought it was. He's just a fun hater. Sounds like. He, well, <laughs> people definitely thought he was a fun hater, and they did not like being told what to do, and that they could not consume <laughs> no their does. precious chocolate drink. And unfortunately for the bishop, he was found dead soon after he banned it. And there was a chocolate drink next to him. Don't fuck with people's chocolate. This is the the first story of. For real. (laughs) Apparently his chocolate drink had been poisoned. Oh. Wait, he was drinking the chocolate drink too? Just like behind closed doors? Like, dude, whatever. Well, technically he just said, don't Don't drink drink it during during service. He didn't say don't drink it. He said just don't drink it during the services while you're in church. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could wait an hour. Mm. I don't know. I think he got what I think he was really long. (laughs) Yeah. You think he got what he deserved? I was going to say that. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, it's a bishop. Don't say that. You're such an asshole. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just a chocolate drink. Just a chocolate drink. Just a joke also. Just a joke, people. (laughs) So some people said beware of the chocolate of Chiapas because this is the the region where it happened. But others said beware of the women. Oh, of course, Chiapas blame it on the women. They were the ones who actually poisoned, <laughs> oh, or they were my the suspected gosh. poisoners. Oh my of this vicious. <laughs> so that was the first ever recorded story. Now let's fast forward. In a resort town of Brighton, just south of London, a woman named Christiana Edmonds became known as the Chocolate Cream Killer. Ooh, Christiana. Yes. So this was in the 1870s. Christiana was diagnosed with hysteria in her 20s. Now, what do you think the modern-day equivalent to hysteria would be? The modern-day? Uh-huh. Like, would that be... Bipolar? 
I don't think there is. Or is there? I don't think there is one. I thought it was like when when women had their periods and shit, they were like, oh, they're hysterical. Like women couldn't have emotions, you know, or be. This woman clearly had some sort of mental health. Oh, maybe if she did. Then maybe (laughs) maybe it would have been like bipolar. But I don't know. Like I just. I don't know. I don't think there is. I don't one. know. I I, I, I think do I think the hysteria. I think hysteria is comes from a complete lack of understanding or lack of even trying to understand anything about a woman and just calling them crazy because no one was I, bothering to try to understand anything about women. Period. I definitely agree that hysteria was just sort of the let's just throw this word out there. We're not sure what's happening. Yeah, and not understanding. Um, I guess I was thinking of it not so much of just an everyday. Oh, I think uh, it. I think it wasn't a fairly common term, wasn't it? Like that's just if a woman wasn't acting perfectly well, perfectly whatever their type of normal was at the time, then the woman was hysterical, hysteria. It was a way mm, of just mm-hmm. taking all the bl- all the responsibility and blame off of themselves and putting it all on the woman. And um, anyways, I think that's what it was about, but. Well, after I read this story, you might have a different. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. Let's find out. (laughs) A different tone about this specific woman's diagnosis of hysteria. (laughs) Okay. She became involved with a doctor. Now, the nature of the relationship is very controversial. Okay. It was unsure if it was an affair or what was going on. But this woman, Christiana, apparently tried to poison the doctor's wife. The wife became violently ill. However, she survived. And this was because she was poisoned with a chocolate cream that Miss Edmonds had given the doctor's wife. Now, the doctor suspected that Christiana had poisoned his wife, but he didn't have any proof. Soon after this, uh, Miss Edmonds began obtaining chocolate creams from a local confectioner named John Maynard. She took them home. She laced them with strychnine. And then she returned them to the vendor, who then sold them to the public. Clearly, this was before any kind of health department regulations. So. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Now, at first, it was just people were becoming ill. And there was no connection to the chocolate creams. It was just people were, you know, lots of people were becoming very ill. And they didn't know why. And they didn't connect. This it. is they the just... first Tylenol murders case. Really. Right? Yeah. yeah. A little, very, a little similar. Uh, One day, though, a four-year-old girl was on holiday with her family, had a chocolate cream, and died soon after. After this death, the police began suspecting that the poisonings, that that there was a connection to the poisonings with these chocolates. Mm. To throw the police off, Christiana ramped up her poisonings, (laughs) and she started sending parcels of chocolate that she had poisoned with strychnine to people. She even sent them to herself so it would look like the confectioner, John Maynard, was the one who was poisoning people. After Dr. Beard went to the police with his suspicions of Christiana, she was arrested. She was charged with attempted murder of his wife and with the murder of the young... I said it was a young girl. It was actually a young boy. My bad. Oh. Um, his name was Sydney, and I read it as a girl. Oh. Because I know gotcha. too many females. Yes, cities. gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Makes it was sense. a young boy. Anyway, he was. she was charged with attempted murder and murder. And she was sentenced to death. Now, now the, this is why I brought up the hysteria and the mental illness. Because the mother came to 
speak at her hearings and said that there is a history of mental illness in their family, that she suffered from mental illness. Mm. Now, because of this, she so she was originally sentenced to death, but because of her mental illness, they instead sent her to the Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum, oh. where she spent the rest of her life. Not sure that was a whole lot better, but... I, when I was reading this and, and, and writing this, I was just thinking... I can't even imagine the horrors no. that that place no, I think held the, in its walls. I think the prison might have been better. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Maybe that'll be a future topic for us. Yes. Someday. Death by psych unit? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sounds- All right. We're going we're gonna to jump in time and fast forward to 2006. Okay. Where a 45-year-old French man who lived with his parents. He wanted to move out to live with his girlfriend, but his parents told him no. What? He could not. Yeah, they said, no, you cannot <laughs> move 45? out to move with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay. So hmm. what any self-respecting 45-year-old man who lives with his parents <laughs> would do, he poisoned them. <laughs> I he served mean... them chocolate mousse after dinner, but that chocolate mousse was laced with arsenic. Okay, sir. He was not taking no again. That was it. He was getting the hell out of there. (laughs) He did not get away with this for very long, and he was eventually sentenced to 20 years in prison. Did he get to live with his girlfriend at least for a little bit outside of his parent, under his parents' thumb? Out from under his parents' thumb? No. 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 (sighs) I think that this is probably a good thing for the girlfriend. I think that she (laughs) may have been spared. I think that this may have... (sighs) Worked in her favor. <laughs> I'm sure you're right, but I'm still just feeling terrible for this poor man who was made to live with his parents until he was 45. And the only way he saw he could get out was to kill them. Like, yes. Well, in 2008, after he was sentenced, he was quoted as telling the court, even though my mother hated us all and made our home like a prison, I will still miss my parents. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. All right. That yes. makes me feel better about the job I'm doing as a mother. Right. <laughs> There's been no attempts on your life. Except if you're, one of your kids is like, Mom, I made you pudding. You're going to be like, I am not eating that. <laughs> is it chocolate? I pass. <laughs> Give it to the dog first. <laughs> See if he'll eat it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, – that was quite a story. I think there's um I think there's a lot of layers to that story. It sounds like there must be. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of layers, but that was just a, a a quick little blurb. Now, in 2009, a 29-year-old man from New Jersey died when he fell into a vat of hot chocolate at a chocolate processing plant where oh. he worked. Oh. He was dumping raw chocolate into the vat from a nine-foot platform, and he fell. He hit his head on the agitator, and that proved to be a fatal blow. So there were workers there with him. They witnessed it. They immediately jumped into action. They stopped the agitator. They got him out. But they they learned very quickly that when he hit his head that it killed him Mm. because he was unable to be resuscitated. I mean, he just... It was a, a fatal blow. Wow. So it wasn't anything that they, you know, he he drowned in the chocolate or anything like that. But, I mean, 
How tragic. Yeah, I feel like those the falling into vats thing is a is a whole thing too, but oh my god, that's into chocolate is like oh man. yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Very, very brutal. Yeah. This story I thought was really fascinating. Now, uh, during World War II, okay. there was an apparent attempt to assassinate Winston Churchill. The Nazis had planned this by killing him with a chocolate bomb. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You heard me. <laughs> The British intelligence agency, MI5, learned that Nazi forces were looking to plant bombs in everyday items, such as cans of food or shaving brushes. Now, Winston Churchill was known to have a sweet tooth, and MI5 had reason to believe that Nazi secret agents were planning an attack through chocolate. Wow. This is how it was going to work. Yeah. The candy was cloaked in a black foil wrapper with gold lettering bearing the brand name Peter's Chocolate. Okay. Underneath the real chocolate exterior was steel and canvas. And when a piece of chocolate at the end of the bar was broken off and the canvas pulled, it activated a bomb that would explode after a seven-second delay. Exploding chocolate? I know, right? Whoa. Now, a gentleman by the name of Victor Rothschild, he was part of a three-person unit with MI5. He was with the MI5 Explosives and Sabotage Unit. So he (laughs) was working to, you know, stop these attempts that they got wind of. Uh Uh-huh. And to better help them understand how this plot was going to work, they really needed a good visualization of this device and how it was really going to be put into action. Right. So one of the men on the explosives team, he had a son who was an artist. So this gentleman employed his son, his name was Lawrence Fish, to produce uh, detailed freehand drawings of the booby trap bombs. Oh. Apparently, Victor Rothschild wrote to young Lawrence Fish on May 4th, 1943, from a secret bunker Deep under the streets of London. And in the letter, which was Mark's secret, Rothschild said, uh, included a sketch. He included a rough sketch of the bomb. And he asked Fish to improve upon it. He wow. wrote, would it be possible for you to do a drawing of this? One possibly with the paper half taken off, revealing one end and another with a piece broken off showing the canvas? <laughs> now we're going to fast forward to 2009. Lawrence Fish has passed away at the age of 89, and his widow is going through his belongings where she discovers a letter marked secret, along with several others and dozens of drawings. Oh, my gosh. Now, she'd heard these stories. She'd never seen the letters. She, She didn't know if they'd existed, but she found all these letters. But there was no drawing of the chocolate bomb. So just oh, a few all the drawings were. I was when you said all when you said many drawings. I thought oh, it was of the chocolate bomb, but there weren't any of that. Not in two thousand nine. Now in huh. twenty fifteen, okay. the family was going through things. I'm wondering if maybe their the mother, the widow, had passed away after this, and then they were really going through all right. the family's belongings. They found a drawer. They found a, a, a drawer in a, a chest with 
all of the drawings and they found the chocolate bomb drawing. Maybe the wife didn't want to release that because she was worried about what it might tarnish her husband's name or something, you know, like, I don't know if she would worry that he was actually the one who designed it instead of just commissioned a drawing, you know. I don't know. But he had the letters asking to help them. I don't think they would have thought that. I don't know. I don't know what the story is, but I thought it was super cool because they said that these drawings were something right out of a James Bond novel. Or I'm movie. sure. Oh there my was gosh. like bombs that, you know, open a matchstick box or a book of matches and, and a bomb explodes. And um, there were other just little everyday things that would trigger a bomb and, and, yeah, I like how the one's the, enemy. Yeah, the chocolate was tailored to Winston Churchill. Like he, they knew he liked sweets, so if you had like a smoker, mm-hmm. you could tailor it to the box of matches. You know, like that's really just so right. so crazy, so interesting to think how they were all thinking back then about <laughs> murdering right. people. I guess, but how you could kill your enemy. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Speaking of killing your enemy. This is my last story that I ran across, and there was a book released in 2006, and in this book, it was revealed that Israel's Mossad Secret Service Unit had apparently slowly poisoned a man to death by sending him laced Belgium chocolate. Now, this man, his name was Wadi Haddad, and he was wanted for airplane hijackings in the 70s. And they, he was, he was one of the most wanted men. Um, He was living in Iraq at the time. I'm not sure how they were getting him the chocolate. Like if they were just sending it and he's like, hey, Belgium chocolate showed up on my door. (laughs) What could be the problem? And he ate it. I I don't know if. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not sure how they were getting him the chocolate and he wasn't suspicious but apparently they had he because it was it was at that time it was a luxury like a chocolate was very expensive yeah. it was very hard to get a hold of so it was kind of a luxury but he started showing signs he started getting sick and he was showing symptoms of leukemia so oh. he was diagnosed with leukemia and he eventually died and so everyone thought he died of leukemia and, of course, the poison, um, it wasn't showing up in the autopsy, so they had no reason to believe he was poisoned. But this book revealed that they were slowly poisoning him. Wow. And, you know, to their credit, if this is story is true, it they worked. They got away with they it. They said <laughs> as soon as this gentleman died from whatever it was, either the poisoning or the leukemia, that the hijackings completely came to a stop. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So oh. it was, uh, they targeted Adding the right man. Adding a little credibility to the story there. Yep, they targeted the right man and, and took care of that. So. Oh my gosh. Those are my death by chocolate stories. There's not a lot because let's be honest, as we learned in the beginning, it's very, very hard to die from chocolate unless someone poisons you. I loved those though. I thought they were so interesting. Not, I mean, especially the MI5 stuff and the. the I know. I thought that was fun. It was just, it was very, it was very James Bond. But I also thought the, the, what did you call her? The chocolate cream. Oh, the chocolate cream killer. The chocolate cream killer. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that story was very interesting too. Those are so good, Lovin. I loved it, and the drink was Thanks. delicious. Great episode. Uh, <laughs> well, be careful because one reason chocolate is um, used so often as a vehicle for poison is because it masks the taste of poison. Oh mm-hmm. snap! Okay, yeah, so, noted. 
Make sure you make your own chocolate martini. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, don't let your kids make chocolate pudding for you and then bring it to them after dinner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> they might be trying to murder you. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, it's good to be back. We're, we're really going to get back on track. We had – we – have not had a great start to the year. <laughs> no, it's been a bit of a mess, but we're... It's not been a great start, but we are dedicated. We are ready to move on, and we are going to be back on schedule. Aaron's up next. Yep. I'm scared because you always pick the nasty drink, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You better pick a, you better so pick a subject with something that pairs well with a yummy drink. I don't think that's going to work out for you, but we shall see. <laughs> okay, how about your sources? Okay, my sources today, my drink, as I said earlier, came from PreppyKitchen.com. I got some of these stories from abc.net.australia, the Daily Mail, CNN, popsci.com, Wikipedia, of course, we love Wikipedia, Gizmodo, and history.com. Okay, so good, love, and I loved this one. Excellent. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Watch out for the chocolate and (laughs) be sure to throw us some love. Rate, review, follow, all the things. Tell your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yay. All right. Well, we love you. We have all the love on this Valentine's Day. Yes. Love you, loving. Love you all. Love you, Erin.